Hi everyone, and welcome to the 60th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hey guys. <laughs> I, didn't want to, I didn't want to interrupt that. I, didn't want, I just wanted to hear it all the way. <laughs> I decided that since, uh, since no one else decided to join... No. Well, I decided since we weren't going to have anyone else, I would still take up the same amount of time that I would normally take, but I would devote it all to you, Cheryl. Because I thought you were going to stop. That's why I was like, <laughs> getting ready. And then I'm like, wait, you're still going. So I'm like, okay, I'll wait it out. There were still air in my lungs, and uh, I didn't have anyone else to name, so I just stuck with it. But yeah, how's it going, Cheryl? Doing good, man. How about you? So far, so good. It's uh, last podcast until the next generation of consoles. Are you excited? I'm very excited. Are you, are you getting anything at launch? No, because I want to... I want the uh, companies to sort out any bugs and anything that goes wrong during the launch. And that's a very sensible angle. And which and the fact that you're the one that's being sensible is freaking me out because I am being completely insane with what I'm doing. So I already brought it up to you before, but I'm getting a PS4 at launch day. I've already sold my PS3. I've sold Kingdom Hearts 1.5. And I sold all my PS3 games, and on top of that, even though I didn't need to, I sold my Kingdom Hearts 3D Mark of Mastery box set. Sold How could you, Roxas? Everything. I sold everything, and I'm getting a PS4 on launch day. Uh, it's a Battlefield, Battlefield 4 bundle, and I'm selling Battlefield 4, so I'll basically have no games. Uh, so, uh, right now, you don't have any consoles at all? Right, right now, I own an Ouya, and that is it. That is my only console is an Ouya, apart from, apart from handheld consoles because I have a Vita and a 3DS. But yes, uh, I, I was uh, thinking about doing that. I was thinking about because I don't really play my 360 anymore. Doing about just trading yeah. in, but like GameStop's only offering like 70 bucks for it. So I'm like, you know, I could probably sell this plus all my games yeah. probably for at least 150, or maybe lucky if I can get 200 for it. Yeah, because it's because it's the second generation slim model of the 360, so I'm pretty sure exactly. it's still can fetch that pretty price but i'm just like now it's just like now i'm just gonna wait because right now i don't have any money so yeah and plus i want to wait for all the bugs and all the reviews to come out for it so that's a totally i I, I told myself i made the mistake with the wii i bought the wii at launch and i didn't (laughs) i didn't really enjoy it i bought the 3ds at launch didn't really enjoy it because of the lack of games yeah so when the Wii U came out, I'm like, nope, not not interested, and not I still time. haven't bought it. So I'm just gonna keep my word this time and just wait it out. Yeah. Maybe until tax time when I get my taxes back. Yeah, for me, basically, I I had the pre-order locked in because uh, Amazon did this insane thing where they just opened up a ton of pre-orders uh, for PS4 like mid October, and I figured, oh, you know what, I'm not gonna get this chance again. I better lock in my pre-order. But then I sort of like was thinking, well, there's no, not going to be any games left for it. And then I figured, okay, so I'm either going to get rid of my pre-order or I'm getting rid of my PS3. And I checked to see how much I could get for my PS3. And the fact that it was uh, the last PS3 that could do backwards compatibility um, really helped me out. So I was able to I think I made at minimum 150, but uh, at most maybe like uh, 200. I don't know what I'm getting for it yet, but. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I'll get any better later on. So I figured now, now's the time. Yeah. I mean, for me, like I said, not in your rush, you know, hopefully by, I would say 
February, hopefully mm-hmm. everything will be sorted out and exactly. you know, get some decent games out. So. I would I would definitely say quarter two of uh, of twenty 2014 is looking pretty good for next gen. We already we have Watch Dogs, uh, Metal Gear uh, Solid Five, uh, Ground Zeroes. We have uh, Infamous Second Son on uh, on PS4 and uh, Titanfall on uh, 360 and PC. So lot or not 360 Xbox One and PC. But there's there's like a lot of stuff coming, but not at launch. It's going to be spring. I mean, usually, I mean, I mean, I do play like Battlefield and Call of Duty, but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. those two aren't really enough to warrant a purchase for me. It's exactly. same with Assassin's Creed Four. Oh yes, especially so Assassin's Creed Four. So it's like you know, I mean, if if I'm gonna buy it later down the road, I'll just wait till later down the road. Yeah, so understandable. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some there's some friends I know at work though that's gonna buy a PS4 for Case Three or Final Fantasy Fifteen. So it's like, well, you got at least a couple years. Exactly. On that. Yeah, that's so. Have fun with that. Yeah, I I do not recommend. This is not the time to buy a console for those games it's going to be a long time until then i would say only buy it if you intend to be playing other games just like when the whole thing with K- uh the ps3 i knew a lot of people who were mm-hmm. buying a ps3 for just to, to hold out for hope that it'll release something for a ps3 and guess what we're getting we got 1.5 and we're getting 2.5 next year so yep i better bought, late than never i bought a kingdom i i bought a playstation 3 for two reasons for final fantasy 13 and for kingdom hearts 3 that is why i bought a playstation 3 uh, I didn't like Final Fantasy Thirteen as much as I thought I was going to, and Kingdom Hearts Three didn't come out. So, <laughs> so wah, 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 wah. I also, well, I also technically bought it for Versus Thirteen, and yeah, we all know how that turned out as well. So, definitely. So, like, I mean, I enjoyed all the games with my PS3. It's funny because I bought yeah. both consoles, the 360 and the PS3, and I was a major 360 person when I. Oh yeah, because everybody I knew was on the Xbox Live, and then like now, like as it's dying out. It's like everybody transitions to PS3 now. Yeah. So now my, that was kind X, of, my Xbox has no love. That was kind of interesting, this generation, was that uh, when it all started out, you know, Xbox had a year to catch up. So Xbox got way quicker out of the gate with a ton of awesome games. It took PS3 till like, at least 2008, because that's when they got, like, Uncharted and Metal Gear Solid 4. But even then, it still couldn't match Xbox. It wasn't until, like, 2009-2010 that PS3 really started uh, picking up steam. Uh, and that's, you know, that's four years after the ga- the console launched. So, And then finally <sighs> in September, they finally outsold the Xbox. Yeah. Thanks to Grand Theft Auto V and their exactly. PS3 bundle. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, this, this past console generation was definitely a very interesting one. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens this generation. I'm hoping... Uh, good games come a lot quicker than they did last generation. I'm I'm holding out hope because apparently you know these consoles are a lot easier to develop for. Uh, they're much more like a uh, developing for a PC. So I'm figuring you know pretty much anybody can do it. So yep, that's just hope. Yep. So anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and comes out on the Gaming Union <laughs> and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday, and we come out on the iTunes Store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, and Churro, KH2.co.uk. Lovely, lovely. All right, so we have a three-segment show today. Uh, we're going to start out with our news segment. 
We've got second, our burning question segment. And third, we have a special ancient question segment. Uh, so just to explain what that is, because we've never had an ancient question segment before. Uh, basically, only one person asked a question this uh, this week, or this month, I guess. Only one person asked a question, so we can't have a whole show about one question. So what I did was I literally opened up the Kingdom Hearts Union question thread, went from the beginning, and started picking up questions, regardless of if we asked them before or not. It's been three years for most of them that we haven't gotten to them. So if you asked a question and never got it answered and it's been three years, you might get your question answered today. Yay. And back then you were asking completely different hosts. So uh, hopefully this is good enough. Um, like there were even some questions that were like, oh yeah, Marina rocks. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least uh, the question. When we look back at those questions, yeah. at least the answers will probably be totally different than what the other hosts did. Exactly, back then. exactly. And we have definitely a lot more. Uh, we have definitely a different perspective on things since we've definitely seen more in this series. Uh, you know, just for, by virtue of being later in time. Uh, Plus, yeah, like you said, the flow of time has passed, and things have come passed. out, and we things have answers have changed. now. We have answers. Uh, I, I really. I almost wanted to like do it a hundred percent on people asking about story related questions in Birth by Sleep and Dream Drop Distance, but I figured that might get too boring, just because everybody already knows the answers. But I thought it would be, I don't know, maybe we could do that in the future and be kind of funny to see like how you know people's theories match up with what actually happened uh, in the games. So yeah, so we'll have an ancient question segment at the uh, third segment of the show. Uh, Anyway, in the way of announcements, speaking of Kingdom Hearts 3D, Kingdom Hearts 3D spoilers are fair game. You can also assume that uh, any game prior to that is also uh, fair game for spoilers. Uh, Another announcement uh, is that, uh, well, I mean, it's been a while uh, since uh, she's been on the show, but uh, Jackie uh, unfortunately won't be coming back. Uh, But we want to give a shout out to Jackie uh, because she was really awesome, uh, great member of the show. great female perspective uh to balance out our bro casts <laughs> yes yes our bro-ness. uh so yeah we got a big shout out to jackie uh basically her schedule's just gotten really crazy uh this past year uh she basically works on rotation and travels all over canada and uh the places that she travels to she doesn't have uh you know reliable enough internet to be doing a podcast and uh it just won't work out unfortunately but we do miss her uh so big shout out to jackie uh we'll miss, we miss you. you jackie and she still yeah, listens to the you. show she still listens to the show so uh she said she might uh like respond into the you know question segment or the burning question thread and all that so just keep an eye out she's she's still around we'll miss her though yeah exactly this exactly so, anyway, let's move on to the news segment. Yay! All right. So, if you guys uh, that are listening did not hear our emergency show, um, basically, uh, between episode 59 and this episode that you're listening to now, uh, Square Enix had the D23 event, and uh, there's a lot of uh, cool stuff shown there. Uh, there was a video uh, uh basically like a teaser video for Kingdom Hearts 3 there. They also announced Kingdom Hearts 2.5. Uh, if you don't know anything about that, you can either look online or you can listen to our hour-long discussion of 
the D23 news, uh, we were joined by Spencer. Quote yeah. We were joined by Spencer and Olivia. Uh, uh, Spencer, obviously, from Gaming Union. And Olivia, who is Square Enix gal, who translated most of the news. Uh, she was on our Tokyo Game Show uh, show that we had last year. Uh, so if you want to hear more about that, you can go there. Uh, we're assuming that you already know about that, so we'll jump jump into the news right now so our first bit of news is that uh nomura basically went into further detail about the video that was shown at d23 uh with Mitsu, and basically uh here's some bullet points uh from the message that he gave to the fans uh so first thing that is confirmed that i guessed correctly thankfully the d23 trailer was in engine this is the first time we've seen kingdom hearts 3 uh in engine so isn't that like awesome that now for sure, it will look at least this good. Yeah, I mean, it's better than just showing it on the high-end PC and then exactly. dumbing it down. At least they got, you know, it's weird because it's like when it comes to Kingdom Hearts, almost everything they do is like an engine because yeah, they exactly. don't really have a lot of CG to go by. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's kind of, well, that's one of the neat things about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, true. And uh, it, it does make me feel happy because like it, at E3, like Nomura was saying, no, this isn't an engine, but this is basically what it looks like. And he was right. It, it basically does look, you know, except for, I would say the lighting's a little bit softer and maybe a little bit nicer in the uh, E3 trailer. But honestly, it's really negligible difference. So, uh, so yeah, it's pretty much what we saw was uh, what we're probably going to get. Uh, another Still hoping out for a higher quality trailer. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the uh, the next bullet point is uh, basically that uh, they're still working on the visuals. Uh, they basically say that the visuals are still in an early state and they want to refine it further. I don't know exactly what they're intending with that. I don't want to go crazy. I could imagine anybody reading this and thinking, oh my god, it's going to look like a million times better. That is almost never the case. I can tell you... Most of the times, target footage looks better than what ends up on the console. Uh, this happened with Metal Gear Solid 4. If you look at the uh, announcement trailer of Metal Gear Solid 4, the actual game, in some respects, uh, did look worse, uh, especially in terms of lighting. Uh, also, uh, Final Fantasy XIII's announcement trailer, they used a lot of special effects that you cannot do on PS3. Uh, they had like really crazy car reflections uh, on the like futuristic cars in the background in the Final Fantasy thirteen announcement trailer. So, like, I don't know. But uh, either <laughs> way... don't get your hopes up. Yeah, don't, don't get your hopes too up, but they, they're definitely going to refine it further. So that's exciting. Uh, the next bit, uh, which is more of a clarification than anything, is that uh, basically what they're calling it this time is uh, what they have is called Attraction Flow. So Attraction Flow is an evolution of Kingdom Hearts 3D's Flow Motion. With attraction flow, you can choose which move you want to use against an enemy, and uh, basically on the spot, and even during an enemy outbreak, you can control Sora's attacks. That was a direct quote from Nomura, and I have no idea what that means. Sure, what do you think it means? Um, basic an enemy outbreak. I mean, I guess when a flood <laughs> enemy appears, you know, I a guess. zombie outbreak. I don't know, a heartless outbreak. Well, I, I was more asking, like, what do you think he means? What is he trying to say? Because, like. When I read this, I don't see anything unique about this that says something to me about attraction flow. The only thing that says to me anything about attraction flow is the fact that it's called attraction flow, and there were, I don't know, these weird summon-looking things that looked like Disney attractions, but I don't know if that's what he means. 
Well, it's pretty vague. I mean, yeah. like I said, I don't really know what to make of it. I mean, like <laughs> I said, we've, we've only seen the uh, trailer, and the, yeah. uh, the trailer's only really shown, you know, things after the fact. You know, like, he just skips right into it. Yeah. It just doesn't really show how it's done or anything like that. And just, mean, so. just, just the way it's worded, you can choose which move you want to use against which enemies on the spot. Like, isn't that, like, how Kingdom Hearts has played since 2002? You can yes, lock on to, you can lock on to any enemy, and you can choose any attack you want. So, I don't know. I, I'm sure he means something different, but what he says does not say anything different. <laughs> so it's, it's what's classic Namora. Classic Namora. Oh, Being a vague Namora. <laughs> I hate this guy. I love him too, but I hate I hate the way he describes things. Uh, but beyond that, uh, Namora also said, in also tra- traditionally vague fashion, there are many more new components of Kingdom Hearts three that have not been revealed yet. Thanks, Namora. Great. We kind of knew that already. <laughs> yeah, I would assume so, and. I mean, you know, this does this only matters to us right now because in the future, none of this really is important because we'll already know what's in the game. And, and but you know, for right now, you know, like no more. Right now, it's annoying. Games, right? It's still too early to say anything. So it's true. Like, true. Just like I said, don't get your hopes up with that yeah. because he can't really say much, and anything he says won't be, you know, will be too vague to understand. So why exactly. bother? To try to sort of spin this in a positive way, uh, at least from my perspective, this is positive, but I'm sure you would agree, Churro. Just remember Maybe. that this is the same company that was able to surprise us with things like having a Steamboat Willie level or a Tron level. Like, there, you know, Kingdom Hearts definitely is still able to surprise. Uh, so I have to agree with that. Yeah, it's, so mm. even though we don't know much now, and there's definitely go- going to... There will be a drought of news have hope because there's going to be like um, I've, exciting I've stuff. endured the uh, <laughs> the um, the droughts before i have exactly. endured those i have endured like i think i think we had two big droughts you know between you know for when kingdom march 2 was announced and then everything leading up to like all the side mm-hmm. stories and we had all those droughts in between so I've survived through many droughts yep so. also when uh when kingdom hearts 2 was released just after that like it was just dead <laughs> there was nothing there was nothing just... i mean at tokyo game show they had uh kingdom hearts 2 final mix but man it was pretty dead after that we had we had nothing to go on and everybody was still you know beating cage 2 and then when final mix came out it like they expanded things yeah. a little teeny tiny bit and then that gave a little the fans a little bit more and then it, it just died out then when days was announced it was just yeah, here's a little extra side story for you guys that yeah they, that that made the fans go why <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, I remember because uh, when I when I was a wee young lad I was like 15 when I interviewed Yokoshimimura it was in the summer of 2006 right between when Kingdom Hearts 2 was released and when Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix was announced. So I really had nothing to go on with her. I did, though, I did uh, ask her uh, musically, oh, you know that song Sunset Horizons? If you were going to do a Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, do you know how you might change the music? Do you have any, any ideas cooking? And she's like, I can't really talk about anything, but yeah, I do. <laughs> So that was like that was my exclusive scoop. 
That's it. Your uh, your twenty five seconds of fame, right there. My twenty five seconds of fame. Yeah, I don't even think anyone really read my interview. It was terrible. I didn't even release the video of it. Maybe one day when I'm not embarrassed about it. Anymore. Wait, you never? I didn't even know you recorded a video. I recorded. I did. Okay, so uh, a friend of mine, uh, Josh Barron, he's um, he basically did a Kingdom Hearts piano collection. Uh, he's pretty popular on Square Sound. Uh, I had just met him that day uh we we sort of arranged online but we just met that day i was like okay hey dude you want to come to me to my interview and hold the camera and he's like dude i get to see yokushima more that's like my dream so <laughs> i got him to come to the interview and uh be my cameraman even though he's like a talented pianist and he's probably more qualified to talk to her than i am so <laughs> but for you it was just all about the scoop and everything exactly exactly oh man Back it was then. it was literally the worst interview like on the face of the planet when i'm when i'm older and not as embarrassed about it i'll probably put it on youtube and cry uh but until then um will point and laugh at you yeah exactly everybody will point and laugh uh anyway the next bit of news um comes from, uh, I guess, I don't know, I'm guessing the Square Enix had some sort of financial meeting or something. Uh, but basically, Square Enix announced its vision for its company for the future. Uh, so if you remember back in March-ish, uh, Square Enix uh, canned their uh, CEO. Well, not canned, but shifted their CEO, Yoichi Wada, who many uh, claim to be the source of all the problems Square Enix has had for the past decade. Um, they shift around the company. They announce Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 15 as being in active development for next generation consoles. You know, things were looking good. And then Square Enix had this financial meeting recently. So Square Enix announced their vision for the future is that uh, basically uh, this is how their development will go in the future. So their domestic, a.k.a. their Japanese developers, will focus mostly on mobile app development and tablets, and their Western developers will focus mostly on online games. In general, they will focus on more flexible uh, payment strategies, uh, much like uh, you know free-to-play games and the like, and also uh, they're starting up a thing called Project Flare, which is a focus on cloud gaming. So, like, uh, would would that mean including like Kingdom Hearts games in the cloud or something? That is to be determined. So we don't really know how or if Final Fantasy fifteen or Kingdom Hearts three even factor into this. I would wager to guess probably not. Um, I think this is what about their previous games though. Like probably not previous games either. Though basically the way they 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 were describing uh, cloud gaming was that it's not going to be... So they basically made a distinction. They called what we see nowadays, um, like with what Sony's doing with Gaikai, where you can like potentially stream PS3 games. They ca- they don't call that cloud gaming. They call that streaming, where you are streaming the game from a virtual PlayStation 3. How they envision cloud gaming is that there will be many computers handling different parts of the game and they all come to help the game. So, uh, for example, let's say I was playing, uh, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto and all of the physical simulations, uh, you know, of explosions and, I don't know, stuff like that would be handled by one specific server that only does that. So it'll be... 
different servers all around that handle different parts of the development and make the game better. I don't know. This is what they're thinking. Sounds expensive. Sounds expensive to me, yeah, definitely. And that's where their flexible payment models come into mind, like free-to-play and stuff like that. We've already seen this with uh, Final Fantasy Agito, uh, which is coming soon, uh, that they're looking to do that. Um, so, yeah, honestly, I'm not excited about this, about Neither any of I. this. <laughs> I could already foresee that not even – I don't even think Final Fantasy – 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3 can keep Square Enix afloat. Yeah. I mean, that's just way too much on two games. Even even when they reported Final Fantasy 14 and Realm Reborn as a success, mm-hmm. it's it's still it was a success by like minimal standards. Like yeah. it barely you know passed their mark. Exactly. So it's and then you're putting and then you have Lightning Returns who. From what I've been keep hearing that it has its pre orders hasn't even reached that of thirteen twos in Japan, which is kinda disappointing. Yeah. And so it's like uh, I don't think they can really in the long I don't see this really working for them in the long run. Yeah. I mean mobile gaming is still a big you know, even though it's a it's a big small thing right now. It's like I don't think putting like entire games on mobile devices and tablets is the way to go. Maybe, you know, brand new IPs on them, yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's... I mean, I'd rather have them put Final Fantasy VI on, like, a Vita or yeah. a 3DS title than putting it on, you know, on iOS or Android platforms. Yeah. Honestly, whatever reason they've decided to go in this direction, I hate to, like, sound like I'm jumping the gun and thinking it's uh, doom and gloom, but... Whatever reason caused them to do this, these decisions are basically not for people like us. They are not for uh, the fans that grew up with the series. This is, uh, they are basically saying, well, uh, the games that you guys want to play are very expensive and we are in financial trouble. Uh, So uh, for the sake of the business, we are going to basically change everything we do. We're going to do everything that is popular. Uh, to try to see what works and see how we can survive. Um, and I think that's fair. I mean, it's, you know, they are a business. They do need to make money and they need to survive. Uh, that said, I am a consumer. I have a wallet and I can vote with it. And I will be buying Kingdom Hearts 3 and I will be buying Final Fantasy 15. But as of right now, I don't think I would want to buy anything else that they make. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I do not see like any. I, said, I, just... I do not see anything in that vision for me. At all, I, I don't. I don't see anything either. I mean, it really depends on what they put out. I mean, because you know how they they like they almost put out the entire like the early Final Fantasy series on iOS and Android. Like right now, the only one missing is Final Fantasy VI, which they already confirmed they're putting it out for iOS. Mm-hmm. But it's like, where do you go beyond that? I mean, you're whoring out, you know, Final Fantasy on every everywhere now. Mm-hmm. So where do you go after that? Definitely. You know, the only thing I see is just new IPs for tablets and you know because you know blood mask was i i saw i heard blood mask was actually a pretty decent game on ios yeah but it was kind of a shame they had to scrap it for i think they had they're planning for the vita but i think they scrapped that plan yeah for it. exactly i mean there's already you know some people that are trying to you know defend it saying that oh you know changing it to a free-to-play model changing you know putting the games on mobile it's not gonna really affect it they'll still make the games that you like either way 
Well, um, it's not just that because you still got to pay the workers who make those games. Exactly. So it's exactly. like how they're going to make any money if they're going to be free to play, or exactly. And not only that, Square Enix charges you know a lot of money f- for mo- for uh, iOS and Android games. Anyways, it's like it's like twenty bucks for freaking Final Fantasy three on the iOS, and it's like nobody's going to want to pay that much money for. You know, an old game like Final Fantasy three mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's like reworked graphics. Definitely, so it's like, how are these developers going to make any money if they're going to shift their focus on free to play and stuff like that? Exactly, you know, these guys still get families to feed too, so they better really con- start really considering that. You know, versus what's popular. I mean, what's po- just because something's popular doesn't mean it's going to last forever. Definitely. Uh, just to those who think that things won't be changing if this is actually, uh, you know, if what we've heard is how we should interpret it, you know, that this is, you know, they're really making big changes. Uh, there's a quote from Jonathan Blow, who, uh, uh, he's an indie game developer. He developed a, a really popular game called Braid. Uh, he's also making The Witness for the PS4. Uh, one quote that really comes to mind right now, uh, he, he made this uh, with respect to people that think free-to-play uh, doesn't change the games you make. You can't change the container without also changing what can be contained in it meaning if you change the model that you make money off of you inevitably are changing how you make what it goes inside of it uh the example that he gave is the difference between television writing and movie writing and why television has gotten so much better recently and how hbo can release amazing uh TV shows like Game of Thrones, and how basically when someone writes for syndicated television, they're basically writing, focusing around the commercial breaks that happen throughout the show. They have to write it so that there's a uh, a cliffhanger that gets people to come back after the commercial break, because otherwise, if there's no cliffhanger, someone's going to change the channel. And there's constantly this manipulation that's going on throughout the television show that you know, the person doesn't see this watching it, but the writers are writing around. Whereas in a movie, the person's already paid you the money. You have the entire two hours to entertain and delight them as much as you like. And that's sort of how, uh, you know, free-to-play versus, you know, the traditional gaming model is. With free-to-play, the developer is sitting over your shoulder the whole time trying to get you to buy things. If you don't think that's the case, how do you think they're going to keep the lights on? You know, they can't, they can't not make money. So their job with a free-to-play game is to make money, so they are doing their best to try to get it out of you, and that's totally fine. I personally prefer paying my money up front, and then the onus is on the developer to make the best experience possible, and maybe I'll buy their next game. So Unless you're uh, Activision. Unless you're Activision. And Call of Duty. <laughs> They'll make you pay up front and make you pay a bunch of stuff afterwards. <laughs> well, Square Enix has done that too. Square Enix does that bravest. too. Yeah, with all the bravest. All the bravest keeps coming to mind because they made you pay for it, then they made you pay for more stuff, uh, and then even yeah. more stuff, and then yeah. That said, um, speaking towards uh, just DLC in general, DLC for games that you've already paid for, I'm cool with that. I'm pretty sure I've explained it in the past, but for me, I'm okay with buying extra stuff for a game if it's if I'm buying it for the same reason that I bought the game. I buy Kingdom Hearts for the gameplay, the story, the action, and maybe the bosses that I get to fight, and the enemies, and that sort of stuff. The DLC that I buy needs to include more story, more gameplay, more bosses, you know, all the same things that are the bullet points of the game, 
all those things need to be in that DLC. I want to buy more game, not more crap for my game. That's just my opinion. Kind of like, uh, for me, it's the same point with Fallout. Fallout, to me, is a good example of expanding the story because yep. that's what all the expansions are for. Exactly. The story centered around the main storyline. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think Bethesda is a great example of a company that uh, does develop a lot of really amazing pieces of DLC. Skyrim has, uh, I think, they're, they've got two, three pieces of DLC right now. One of them is more of like a cosmetic thing, or more of a mechanical thing where you can build your own house. But the two other ones, those are full stories. Uh, I think they're like both a couple hours long, and they're great. And people like them. So, I don't know. So we'll have to see uh, how this pans out. I don't want to uh, really jump to conclusions and decide a real position on it uh, until we see how this... Uh, sort of comes out uh, comes to play um just because you know we're reading stuff off of a a powerpoint slide so we're just reacting to that right now uh we'll have to see how square enix goes uh but if what it was in that presentation is honestly how they feel and what they want to do i'm concerned that's just what i'm saying so am i (laughs) so anyway um so that pretty much wraps up the news segment uh so let's move on to the burning question segment so the uh question from the last show is what character would you like to see as a secret boss in kingdom hearts 3 that has never been in a kingdom hearts game before so the first response comes from forward to the sky and forward to the sky responds what about having the avengers as secret bosses in the game since we know that marvel won't be a part of the universe because uh, because of relating it to our world and having it more mature feeling than Kingdom Hearts, uh, we could at least have uh, the characters put in uh, to good use as bosses instead, uh, instead of having them uh, involved in the actual storyline. Uh, Sora, Donald, and Goofy could face off with the likes of Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and the Hulk. Maybe a bonus round with them all... Uh, together using crazy combinations with attacks and weaponry. Plus, once you beat them all, uh, you get Keyblades from each of your favorite superheroes. Uh, even though I doubt they'll do it, I th- still think it's a good idea to have them. I kind of like the idea because usually with, with um, secret bosses, usually what comes to mind to everybody is like villains. You yeah, know? For some exactly. reason, we always get villains as secret bosses, and it's all like... You know, why can't we have, you know, superheroes for once yeah, I mean, as a boss? This is a friendly, you know, battle. It's kind of like how you did with the Final Fantasy characters. Exactly. So it's I, like, I could, you know... I could definitely see uh, Thor in, uh, in Olympus Coliseum. I think that makes perfect sense. That'd be pretty funny how you interact with Hercules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, uh, we've definitely uh, said in the past, and I totally agree with you. It, I de- definitely don't think it would make sense to have a Marvel or Avengers world... But I think it would make perfect sense to have uh, Marvel characters, you know, as secret bosses. I think that's fine. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be pretty neat because they don't, as this, you know, steal the show. Exactly. But um, it'll be nice to slip them in there to, to get a reaction out of people to see how they react to them being a part of this, of uh, the universe. Yeah. So maybe, you know, since they're not really involved in it 100%, you know, story-wise, they can see how people respond to them. And then maybe in the future they can say, I think it's time for us to include them in the world. Yeah. Speaking to that, or that, that sort of idea, what if, okay, so let's say we can't have a Star Wars world, but what if you could fight Darth Vader as a secret Dad, boss? I would love that. That would be awesome. <laughs> 
It would just, uh, you know, appear through. I mean, it's kind of like how you did with the uh, Terrifier from KH2 Final Mix. Yeah, like, there's exactly. a portal inside Disney Castle that takes you to the that took Sora to the Keyblade Graveyard. Yeah. But what if takes you to the Death Star? Takes you to the Death Star, and you see Darth Vader, and he says a few things about you, and then Sora responds, and then boom, a battle starts. Yeah. Once the battle's over, and you know. Fader goes, you know, the force strong in this one, and then <laughs> and then they go, they go your separate ways, and you know, everybody lives happily ever after. Yeah, it wouldn't even be the first time that uh, James Earl Jones was in Kingdom Hearts because James Earl Jones voiced Mufasa uh, from The Lion King, and I don't know if he recorded that line of dialogue that was in Kingdom Hearts two, or if they just grabbed it from the movie, but he was technically in the game and credited as. Uh, voicing Mufasa, so well they actually did that with uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas's when they did the Young Simba. Yep, yep. So they just took a, uh, you know thing from the movie for that one line. Yeah. So it's so we'll we'll, ha- we'll have to see what sort of uh, characters come out of that, but uh, but yeah, I I I kind of like that, especially you know it's like I said, you know who says all secret bosses have to be villains? Exactly. Yeah. You could know, be. We can, we could can, be anybody. We can see more heroes. Yeah, I would say you know. Any of those Marvel superheroes could be an awesome, awesome. Since since the whole thing with heroes wraps around Sora a lot, yeah, you know, so it'd be kind of nice to have these heroes. Actually, that would even give make, advice to Sora. That would even make it like a greater argument to have them involved in Olympus Coliseum because it's all about being a true hero, and maybe Sora could fight true heroes from Marvel as well. I don't know. It'd be kind of yeah, cool. and then they would uh, you know give this long, really sweet cut scene when you if you say if you beat all. <laughs> The Avengers and one. I can't you know, see a sweet cutscene with the Avengers. <laughs> no, but at the end they'd be like, you know, you know, you showed, you know, they they would tell him, you know, you 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 know, you showed all these, you know, cliche things, oh, like, like bravery and all. Trust that. your heart. I'm Robert Downey Jr. Want some booze? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm an alcoholic. Don't be one. <laughs> oh jeez. No, but it, I mean something to make. Sora, you know, keeps striving to be a true hero. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, anyway, Churro, you want to take this next one? Sure. This one's from Amai Guri, and they write, I would really like to see Kefka from Final Fantasy VI, since he's a fascinating guy and there aren't a lot of older bosses in the games. I would also like to see Caius and Chaos Yule from Final Fantasy XIII too. Especially since now we have time travel in the Kingdom Hearts universe. If I end up liking Final Fantasy XV, then maybe one of the shady guys from that. Finally, I would like to see characters maybe from things neither Final Fantasy or Disney, similar to the World Ends With You characters, or maybe Vagrant Story. So I'll definitely agree with you with uh, with Kefka. Kefka would be awesome. Um, I don't know if I'd want him in Kingdom Hearts 3, because, like, I don't know. At least my personal vision, I want to see... Uh, Sephiroth have his final say, and then maybe in a future Kingdom Hearts game, that's when Kefka starts coming in as like that they type of to, villain. They would have to tone him down quite a lot too. Yeah, exactly. Like Kefka is insane. He turns into a giant angel. I mean, like I think that's awesome. But I would rather uh, I would rather him be the main focus of the secret boss. Like I think Kefka is as big of a character as Sephiroth is. So I think he should have his own saga. To like maybe have. like you know how originally uh, Laguna was supposed to be you know the the caretaker of Mirage Arena yeah like what if they involve the storyline where the Mirage Arena gets warped into this insane like dimension and then a person responsible was Kafka yeah it's possible like it has like as you to fight through the Mirage Arena storyline because you know how in Final Fantasy thirteen two 
the Coliseum within that game has its own storyline. Yeah. So and then and it also includes the DLC characters that you fought in there too, including Snow. And then after you beat Snow's storyline, you actually see the conclusion to the Coliseum battle. So it's kind of nice if they could do something like that in thirteen two. I could per probably see them doing something like that with you know like in a Mirage Arena because we always see that happening with the Olympus Coliseum and then the Underdrome and all that. They, it's always had its own storyline, so it's be kind of nice to see Kefka get get his own like battle arena for himself that he. Did he like stole from somebody from a Final Fantasy character and makes his own twisted little playground? Yeah, exactly. Uh, as far as like the uh, Final Fantasy thirteen two characters, Chaos and uh, Chaos Yule. Um, I've never played thirteen two, but I guess for people that like the Final Fantasy thirteen series, I guess there has to be stuff for them. Uh, it, it's going to happen sooner. Yeah, later. it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, I I wish it didn't have it have to happen in Kingdom Hearts three. I wish it could just like happen in a game that I don't want to play. <laughs> but, maybe maybe another side story uh, game handheld. I I I can admit, you know, there are fans of those games, so uh, I can understand them putting uh, some of those types of characters in. I mean, uh, I definitely like, want Final Fantasy fifteen characters. I I know. Well, I I feel like I'm going to like that game, so I want. I want those characters. Plus, uh, plus, it's going to happen too. Yeah, it's like that. It's that the team, thing too, that team so, made so. Kingdom Hearts two. Of course, there's going to be get characters from that game in Kingdom Hearts three. And since Square Enix insists on Lightning being a very popular character, uh, then I yeah. guess you know we're going to see her at some point. Honestly, sometimes I feel like they're the only ones that feel that way. Uh, at least, at least. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, who are you trying to convince, us or you? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, as far as um, characters that have that are neither Final Fantasy or Disney, uh, I think the world ends with you. Uh, we've already done that, but maybe some of them could come back. Uh, I haven't played Vagrant Story, but I, I've heard great things about it, so maybe that's a good idea. Uh, personally, though, I would love to see characters from Chrono Trigger. Uh, personally, I would really love to fight Frog. Like, that would be awesome. I want to fight Chrono. Yeah, Chrono would be cool. He'd be hey. a si- silent, strong, silent type. I just, well, the, the only thing with Chrono is he looks dangerously like Gohan uh, because he's designed by uh, Motomo, no, what's his name? Akira Toriyama. Not Motomo Toriyama. Different guy. Akira Toriyama, who is the <laughs> mangaka of Dragon Ball and uh, Dr. Slug and all that. Um, but yeah, Frog would work. He just looks like a frog. Or what about somebody from... Uh, Tactics Ogre. I don't think anybody. Really, I mean, <laughs> I as, as, good, it. as good as a. I mean, the game got good reviews, but not many people played it. Yeah, um, they'll have Final Fantasy twelve characters first. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, eventually, eventually, maybe. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, I guess that's pretty good. Uh, so the next one comes from Memo Lord Flamus, and they respond. Uh, what would you? What, oh, sorry. What would? What Good would? One. What I would enjoy is a secret boss of sin from Final Fantasy X, redesigned to look more like a heartless. Uh, if they had a Final Fantasy X world and it was the Luca scene, uh, sin could just appear, and after you beat the main storyline, uh, with something like a train fight between you and the Rock Titan, uh, I think such a large enemy would be amazing to fight. And you would need uh, some kind of amusement park ride to aid you. Not to mention that Sin is awesome. 
Uh, I think the bowler hat from Meet the Robinsons would also be a cool boss. Uh, the ability to spawn many hats alongside her uh, to fight. Um, that's definitely a nice twist to it. I mean, they did make a behemoth type heartless. Yeah. So that'd be kind of nice to start cleaning like like non-human enemies, you know, and, trans- and transform them into a heartless would be kind of neat. Um, since you do fight Sin majority, since you know, in Final Fantasy X, when you fight Sin, you fight them on an airship. So it'd be and with the you know possibilities on the PS4, you know, you definitely can see something amusement park style going. Yeah. Like an on rails type of battle with it. Um, I don't know if they I would never, I never him, really though. saw Meet the Robinsons, so I really don't know who the bowler hat is. Yeah, me so. I, I saw Meet the Robinsons in theaters, and I don't remember anything about the movie. <laughs> I guess you weren't that interested. <laughs> I wasn't that interested. I cannot for the life of me. All I remember, I think it was the movie where there was like this blonde hair kid in a science fair competition. And uh, I think he went to an alternate dimension, and he met the Robinsons. Oh, or, or, or was that the or movie the future? with the astronaut went to no. an alien planet? It was, oh, that was something else. No, that was something else. No, it was it was definitely – there's definitely a blonde-haired kid and a science fair competition. That's as much as I remember. That, that really helps, Brendan. I know. It, okay, so th- it was one of those <laughs> – it was one of those 3D Disney movies before Tangled that were, like, not that great because they weren't made by Pixar. It was Disney Animation Studios, and just at that time they were It was before Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Well, before they got better with Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I would say they got better with Tangled because Tangled came before it, and I don't know. It's t- Tangled's Pixar, though, isn't it? No. Tangled is Disney. Ex- Dis- not? Disney Animation Studios. Oh. Yep. I guess I learned something new today. Yep, and most of the art direction uh, was done by a guy named Glenn Keane. He's the guy that was the lead animator on Ariel, uh, Aladdin, and Tarzan, and uh, he also did The Beast in Beauty and the Beast. So, like, he was the lead guy, and that's why the whole movie sort of looks like his style. And it's awesome. I love his style. But, but yeah. Okay, so that's neat. Uh, speaking to, like... Uh, Sin being included in um, in Kingdom Hearts three, I don't know if he'd fit in just because like that's kind of a dark character in premise, in name, the fact that he's like this me- messenger of death. Like, if anything, I think maybe Seymour might fit in more. And I would say there's definitely not going to be a Final Fantasy world, so forget that. Like, and because I mean, <laughs> considering the fact that majority of the characters from the universe are totally altered, like Tidus and Waka, yeah, and exactly, then, and then Yuna, Riku, and Pain, yeah. So it's like, uh, I don't think a Final Fantasy X would, would even fit at all. Yeah, it definitely being wouldn't work. Waka uh, and Titus being from Destiny Islands. Yeah. And, I mean, just in general, you know, the fact that Yuna and Riku and Pain, they're all like these fairies. Mm-hmm. And Titus and Waka, they're like, they're normal people, but they're kids. Like, it, none of none of it works. None of it is compatible. So it's like... Yeah. So you so you really got to take in perspective what Namor has done with some of his characters already. Yeah, yeah. To see if it would match up with it. But yeah, I, so. I think as like a... I mean, I think it would be fun to fight Sin uh, in in the context of a Kingdom Hearts game, but I think maybe uh, maybe Seymour would make more sense uh, just because. Unless Seymour is, they make Seymour like a teen kind of like Cipher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. So. Teen Seymour. Well, Teen Seymour uh, was in Final Fantasy X and later in the game, but he uh, he killed his mom and turned her into Anima. <laughs> And but that dark history, I don't know if Nomura's gonna be able to yeah, work Seymour into it with that type of history. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. But uh, 
I think it would be fun to fight fight any of them, but I don't know if it would work. Final Fantasy X is kind of dark. Uh, but yeah, and, and uh, Churro, would you take the last one? And this last one's from good old Varnus, and he says, I'm going to pick an obscure one and say Garland from Final Fantasy, because what better way to surprise fans would there be none other than the original Final Fantasy antagonist? Yeah, that would be pretty exciting. Um, and uh, I know... Um, was a Maiguri uh, sort of mentioned, you know, now that we have time travel, uh, you know, we could in- integrate people from Final Fantasy thirteen too. Well, now that we have time travel, we can include characters from Final Fantasy one because uh, there was definitely a time travel element in Final Fantasy one. So uh, Garland would be a great addition. Plus, like, I mean, they didn't really use time travel with uh, um, Steamboat Willie. Yeah, yeah, it was just yeah, a cross yeah, it was dimension. Just cross, yeah, cross dimension. It's assumed that it was time travel, but it wasn't like I don't know. I, I think Nomura's got some splaining to do with that because, like, in Kingdom Hearts 3D, they were, like, pretty clear, like, there's some really deep stuff you got to do. You got to, like, lose your heart and you have to give it up willingly if you want to time travel. Like, maybe that's only one way of doing it and then something stupid happened, you know, plot device. Oops, there's a door to... The past, whoopee. Well, because, like, then, then they already explain. I mean, like, I don't remember them explaining what the cornerstone memory, I think it was called. Yeah, there was uh, some... All I remember was that somehow Pete found a door for no reason back in the Hollow Bastion place. And maybe that place, because it was so dark, it was, I don't know, good enough. And you, you didn't have to give up your own heart. Or maybe that was the place where Ansem gave up his heart. They just didn't explain that and yeah, i didn't really <laughs> the cornerstone memory from you know when you go to disney castle yeah it's, they don't want to really to me i it's been a long time since i played too maybe yeah once really Five comes out it. i'll get a refresher on it but for me the cornerstone memory or cornerstone tablet or whatever they called it you know yeah. it just all it was was just oh there's a bunch of thorns growing underneath the castle and you have to go to the past to restore it yeah, so, like, for, didn't really explain for much. some reason it had something to do with darkness and light. That's all we know. That's pretty much all Kingdom Hearts, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. But I, I would actually enjoy seeing Garland. Yeah. And um, maybe and maybe the one from uh, Final Fantasy Two. I can't remember the name. Yeah. I would actually kind of like to see um, the design. I think this is a Final Fantasy One character. The uh, Yoshitaka Amano design of the fighter, I think. He's not the red one, but he's like the guy with the white hair. I think he's in Dissidia. Oh, the Onion Knight. I think I don't know. No, that'd be kind of awesome. <laughs> not not that guy. That guy's from uh, from three. I'm talking about the Final Fantasy one character that was in Dissidia. Oh, and it's been a long time since I, I played Dissidia. Forget. So yeah, but it'd be kind of nice if they that did, guy uh, go find him on guy. the internet. That'd be cool. No, but it'd be kind of <laughs> nice if they did something really. If Nomura did something really, because uh, you know how in uh, Steamboat Willie how they. Mm-hmm. can really change, you know, so are Don Onkubi's designs to match that world. Well, if they get something, like, original Final Fantasy-ish, that'd be kind of cute to have them change the perspective of the battle to an, uh, a turn, turn-based turn with an 8-bit. <laughs> that'd be cool. So it'd be an 8-bit fight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we do, we do kind of see him, like, 8-bit from KH2 after you yeah, play yeah. Tron. You'll see him on the computer screen, and they're all 8-bit. Yeah, so that was kind of interesting. But, yeah, so... Lots of opportunities. You guys had a lot of good ideas for uh, secret bosses. Uh, And for the burning question of the next show, uh, it'll be, what do you hope to see from Kingdom Hearts in 2014? So looking forward to the future. And specifically, what do you hope to see in Kingdom Hearts? Because it's like, you know, it'll be December, so it'll be the season of hope. So 
Let's try to be hopeful. In wishes. <laughs> Hope and wishes, yeah. Uh, so let's round it out with our ancient question segment. We'll try to burn through these since I think we probably answered some of these anyway in the past. But uh, starting with the first one, this one comes from Cy Ray. And this one came from January 16th, 2011. And Cy Ray asks, uh, if you had a Keyblade of your own, what would it look like? It would be like a... Since I'm mature, it would be like a st- big cinnamon stick thing. <laughs> it's, it, like, when you swing it, it, like, cinnamon sugar flies off it. It'd be like... <laughs> It would be pretty cute, though, because it's like, it's like, hey, look, cinnamon sugar in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, if... And the keychain would have, like, two two cross churros, like, crossed, you know, kind of like a sword. Oh, that'd be awesome. If I had my own, it would be um, kind of like a replica of memory skyscraper, and it would have TVs on it, and it would be flashing images of Kyrie's face from the Kingdom Hearts 1 ending. So it would be just like... In deep dive. <laughs> That's kind of neat, especially when you got the TVs actually working on the yeah. Keyblade itself. And actually, okay, I know I know it's not fun to go technical all the time, but it, that is that would actually be possible on next-gen consoles to uh, put a TV screen on a texture and uh, have it animate. Uh, you can do that. But I don't think Nomar's going to. Nomar's not going to do it, but you can do that. I'm just saying. But, yeah. Okay. We'll get, we'll get to work, Brendan. Get your, <laughs> get your education and do it. Yeah. Hopefully. Achieve your dream. Yeah. So, Chiro, would you take this next one? Sure. The next one's from Devilbringer. And this question came f- f- all the way in 2010, November 25th to be exact, Thanksgiving. If Case 3 is ever released in the near future for our current gen consoles, what should be added, in your opinion, to the limited edition version of the game? Or if there should be a special edition PS3 bundle of Case 3, what would you add to make it even greater than a limited limited edition crossing my fingers for this one to be answered well yeah here's your chance for it to be answered <laughs> finally a little bit late <laughs> it's only three years um but uh yeah so well i mean i guess we should sort of tailor this to what we know now so devil bringer if i'm speaking to you in the past don't worry kingdom hearts 3 is announced and is uh, probably won't be coming out uh, in the near future uh, from your perspective. Uh, it also won't be coming out on PlayStation 3. It's hard to say that. Uh, it'll be coming out on PlayStation 4 and this little thing called an Xbox One. Don't worry, it's just as confusing to us. Um, but yeah, as far as um, what, <laughs> what you think should be added to a limited edition, um, I would love to see... I really like what they've been doing lately with art books. I'd like to see an art book. Um... But I think uh, I would prefer like a bigger limited edition, kind of like uh, what the Mark of Mastery was. So something with like um, I don't know, maybe the art book also has like a deeper explanation of the production of the game and the history of Kingdom Hearts, and something something a little more commemorative. Just because kind of like a mini Ultimania. Yeah, because this is like the capstone of the entire Xehanort saga. This is the culmination of. I mean, as of right now, 11 years of game development. And in the future, it'll probably be, you know, hopefully not too many, but maybe 14 years of video games. You know, I, I'm hoping for something substantial, honestly. And it'd be awesome if they include, like, all the answer reports. Yeah. And, like, and it's done in, like, an, like a... You know, bound in the book. Because you know how they said that uh, in Jiminy's journal, it was based, the uh, handwriting is based off Nomura's handwriting. So what if they had, like, the answer reports written based off, like, Nomura's handwriting? Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if you got, like, an actual Jiminy's journal and it's, like, page for page exactly, like, from from in the game? Like That'd, that, be, that'd be pretty awesome. That'd be cool. For a special, like, edition bundle, like, what do you think would be included in a bundle? 
like because like it's like i've seen the them do a pretty good job with like uh they had the uh 13 yeah ps3 bundle in japan where it had like uh I think it was the thirteen two logo on it, and then yeah. for uh, in America they had for their uh, send their word to the Moogle tour, they had a Mog like on the console itself. So I think I think there's definitely like a lot more opportunity for them for uh, for customization because now the con uh, at least with the well, yeah actually both of them the Xbox One and the PS4 both of them are more of a flat design um at least with like the the xbox 360 it had a concave design originally and then the ps3 had this like curved top so like it's these weird shapes but the new consoles they're you know i mean the ps4 is a trapezoid but i mean at least they're like flat spaces so like you have a lot of room to like put like cool art on it like a decal or something yeah decal or something like that the only thing i could see as a potential issue is the fact that you know you're dealing with two different companies i don't know if they could do it on both platforms um you know with both xbox uh, an xbox one version and a ps4 version because well usually those are like i think they would with the i think they would probably do i mean if anything they might more just, likely focus on ps4 yeah that's what i'm thinking Sony being a, i mean square enix is you know since there's no market i mean mainly it's going to come to the side of square enix japan so more likely yeah. The decision is going to be around Sony versus you because know, because uh, well because here's the thing though when they did the word to your Moogle mm-hmm. tour for San Diego Comic Con yeah. PAX and New York Comic Con they had the special edition mock versions on both the 360 and the PS3 so it's still likely they can do it for both consoles yeah did they ever sell so, those though they didn't sell those yeah. only the winners of the contests gotcha uh, their main challenge words won them and i was this close of winning one of those too ouch <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't win though but for like a special edition bundle i would see i would love to see something like uh what they're doing with lightning returns like with lightning returns they have you know 13 13 2 and lightning returns and they have like a i think it was an art book and then plus it comes with a lightning returns play arts kai figure in it yeah so imagine them releasing you know kingdom hearts 1 2 and 3 yeah you know a, you know your idea for the art book and then maybe a kingdom hearts 3 sora play arts kai with it yeah that'd be pretty cool um maybe i mean maybe by then uh the whole uh sony gaikai thing will work out and by that point uh, maybe the PlayStation 3 games will be up there, and maybe you know they can include codes for 1.5 and 2.5 uh, in a limited edition uh, bundle or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what they're doing with Lightning Returns is pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, I would I wouldn't mind paying you know a limited edition bundle like that in North America, but unfortunately, it's not coming to North America yeah. yet. So, but it's already I hear it's already sold out in Japan. Jeez, that's crazy. All right, so let's uh, wrap it up with this final one. This one comes from Crystal Fisher, and this one comes from uh, July 29th, 2010. So this is reaching back pretty far. Uh, Hey, guys. As we all know, most of the Organization 13 uh, members have little to no backstories about their home, previous lives, or where they came from. Which member of Organization 13 would you most like to see the history of? Also... Do you think Birth by Sleep will shed any light on the first six members' previous lives? 
Ooh, ooh, I would love to see Axel. Axel's backstory. <laughs> Man, I just gotta see his... I mean, he came off as this total badass from Kingdom Hearts 2 and, and uh, Chain of Memories. Yeah. And, and I would love to see how he became so badass. Yeah, but wouldn't it be stupid if he was like a little kid and he was also like friends with Isa and they were just like running around and they're just stupid kids and Axel challenged... And, and, and weapons would be like, like little pizza boxes. Pizza boxes. <laughs> and wouldn't it be stupid if Lexaeus was just... And and uh, I don't know what's his face was just Thailand. like a guard. <laughs> They're like castle guards, castle and guards. Stuff like that. And wouldn't it be and stupid if uh, Brag was like a turncoat and uh, was dealing with this and bald had this really, guy really named cute shift. <laughs> He had this really neat naker shift too. Yeah, and a naker shift. And wouldn't it be really you know? stupid if he was the only guy you could fight and have the boss battle theme be another side and not have it be like now, deep that, dive. That, that, Brandon, you're <laughs> just reaching over the fence now, dude. Okay. You're just <laughs> sorry, you, you're going to the point of no return, man. That there's <sighs> no way that would ever happen. Yeah, I know that that would be insane. But um, what, what, one one can dream, though. Yeah, but uh, so, so what about other uh, apart from the first six members? Ones we actually don't know much about. Uh, what characters would you like to know more about, Cheryl? With Lark scene being the only female, yeah. It makes me kind of wonder how she got involved in all this. That's like my number one. I want to know more about Lark's so, scene. So, so it's like, because like the other characters, like, like I don't really, s- besides maybe Mar- Luxor, because Marluxia- Luxor's kind of cool with his gambling. Luxor's cool, but I would love to see Marluxia. Yeah, Marluxia. Because Marluxia. It's like a central you know, character he, to Chain of Memories. Especially in Chain of Memories. Yeah. And I kind of want to see why he wants to turn his back on the organization in the yeah. first place. So it's kind of like, I kind of want to see what his motives were. And It would be kind of cool to for see. Me, my top two were just Larxene and Marluxia. It would be kind of cool to see how their, their weapons that they use as nobodies, how those factor into what their lives used to be like like how do the flowers you know factor into marluxia's past and what about the knives especially the whole the whole like scythe thing yeah the scythe you know he's carrying a giant scythe maybe he was like a gardener like (laughs) Like, what if he was just a gardener he was mowing the lawn outside of hollow bastion and like a little bolt of I don't know, dark energy shot out and knocked him on his head and turned him into a heartless. <laughs> and at that very moment, he was proposing to the girl he loves with a rose that he cut with a scythe. And that, and that girl turned out to be Lark's scene. And and she was a total, to Lark scene. total B.I.H. And, uh, and she was into bondage. <laughs> she was into <laughs> Uh, or 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 basically she got she's pissy because her boyfriend stood her, stood her up or something and she was you know angrily storming back to her place and boom another shot of darkness <laughs> came out of nowhere and hit her <laughs> and she's mad because her boyfriend gambled away her uh her i don't know prized moogle doll and his name is uh Dulor. <laughs> <laughs> and he also somehow got shot by uh, the, the the bolt of dark the bolt of darkness that hit him. Uh, okay, so the bolt of darkness hit Mar or I don't know Marluxia, but without the X, <laughs> hit him ricocheted, hit Larkseen, bounced off, hit some hit uh, the guy who becomes Demix who was uh, playing at a bar uh, at, with a guitar, and then it bounced off of him and. Uh, Dulor was in the same bar gambling away the teddy bear that uh, belonged oh, to money. Arlene. <laughs> <His> rent money. <laughs> okay, so I think that pretty much covers everybody. 
<laughs> so <laughs> that, is, that is like that is like the fan fiction in the works Boom. right here. That is all all the backstory you ever needed. They 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 were all from Radiant Garden, and they were just really unlucky the day that uh, Zehenort was doing his experiments. Because basically, you know how Luke's are always about luck. Yeah, it was so like really I guess Luke's are cursed everybody with yeah. bad luck. Maybe like I don't know. Maybe you broke. No, it'd be awesome if he, he broke got a mirror first and it cost everybody else to get bad luck. Yeah, he broke a mirror and then it all just went downhill. From it there. just went downhill from there. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, but yeah, I think that uh, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. Uh, moving on uh, to our music that we're gonna have for this show. Um, this one comes from uh, and the original, who actually um, was the guy that uh, did the Dearly Beloved remix uh, that started off this year. So kind of interesting way to capstone the year, kind of, even though we have another show left this year. Uh, so and the original comes with uh, a remix of Hollow Bastion. It's called Kingdom Hearts Hollow Bastion Metal Dubstep Remix. Uh, so there's a lot of cool like techno and dubstep and hard rock all built into this so it's a really awesome remix uh definitely check out and the original on youtube he's got a ton of other uh remixes uh that are related for workouts yeah definitely also uh lots of kingdom hearts remixes apart from the ones that we've uh shown on the show or featured on the show uh he's also got some from legend of zelda and uh, stuff like that so enjoy that and uh anyway so the next episode of kingdom hearts union is scheduled for the 10th of december uh, Which is, uh, I think, two weeks before Jump Festa. Uh, Jump Festa. <laughs> oh, man. Hopefully we won't have to do a Kingdom Hearts Union 61.5. <laughs> imagine, imagine that. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get anything at TGS, so yeah. hopefully we get something from we'll see. JF. We'll see. Uh, just, just to sort of speak towards that, I don't know if that'll be sort of a thing that we do too much in the future, um, but if... Uh, Anytime big news comes out, uh, me and Cheryl, we always discuss, you know, if we should do uh, an extra episode. Uh, and the, the last episode, we decided it would was only appropriate to do so just because it was, you know, just such a big. Uh, it was just the same reason for the E3. Yeah, special same thing as well. for the E3 special that uh, we did with Daryl and uh, and Spencer uh, for Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. I mean, I mean, if it we, really if depends on the trailer, news. If we get a new trailer, two point five, then it's not really worth yeah putting it in. But if it's like something like brand new case three trailer, exactly, maybe, yeah, maybe. So it, it really all depends on uh, the size of the news, how you know what it really means. You know, and what we get, yeah, what we get out of it. I think you know, like I don't know, two years into Kingdom Hearts three development, if another trailer comes out by then, you know, we're going to be so sick of trailers that yeah, since since K since two point five has been announced, yeah. I think that's going to be the focus. That's going to be the focus. But yeah, in the unlikely chance that there's an exciting trailer that's shown, uh, but we doubt it. Uh, maybe we'll do something, uh, but no no promises at all. Also depends on our schedules, and you know, it's holidays, so it might be difficult. Uh, but anyway. Uh, you guys can subscribe to us on Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union uh, on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. And didn't we reach over a million downloads too? We, yes. Yeah, so uh, if you haven't heard, uh, together uh, Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union has reached over a million downloads on iTunes. Whoa! Yay! That's more than um, half a million. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> good job, Brandon. <laughs> there you go. That's uh, 
that's more than let, let me find a statistic uh apparently you can only really know um like 150 people like there's a limit in human psychology that you can only truly know 150 people um the amount of downloads that we've had is more than that Okay. There you go. <laughs> it makes more sense now. I tied it into a statistic that suddenly makes it relevant. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Churro. KH2.co.uk Alrighty, Churro. I think it's about time we say our goodbyes. Yep. Another podcast down. Another podcast one down. More. One more for one more of 2013. 2013. <sighs> Man. This, this year's gone by fast. It has gone Seriously. by fast. It has been a crazy year, and I can't wait. Let's uh, we should do a uh, like a year recap, just because it's such a crazy year. We'll start planning for next month's podcast then. Yeah, definitely. Alrighty, so say goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye, everybody. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. And this has been a TweaksMusic.com and KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.